Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. God is doing and you know uh, when we started doing the 11 o'clock service just a couple of weeks ago um, I don't know like we, we had it and I think our first people at the 11 o'clock service was uh, Joe and uh, and Sam thank you for helping me remember your name I think you guys were the only ones there that service and um, I remember being like so uh, nervous and like bringing back so many memories of like what it's like to, you know, start out real small. <laughs> and then today, like a couple weeks later, I don't know how many people are in here, but it was packed in here in the first service. That was, that was fun. I'll tell you, I, I cannot wait. We've ordered the carpet. We have ordered the chairs. And so everything is making its way. And so we're hoping to be able to say that on the 23rd of May, we will have our first service in the new building. So, woo! I am excited. We're gonna we we busted out a bunch of work yesterday. There's a little bit of work uh, left to do, painting and stuff, and then we got to clean it up and get ready for the floor guy to come in and put all that down. And so, I think one of the things that I saw some of the kids doing yesterday, and Ashley had mentioned to me, we need to go over there <clears throat> and write everybody write their name or their their favorite scripture or something. I just thought I saw some of the kids writing their names in the Sunday school room. And I was like, oh, that is so awesome. We need to all go over there and do that before that carpet is laid. So when I get a date for the carpet, I'll figure out a day before then. And uh, I don't know, maybe it'll be between one of the services and then after the second one or something. But we will make it happen. I feel like that would be so cool to know that it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool to be a part of something like in the beginning. And I feel like this is still the beginning. I don't believe that <laughs> we're near the end of uh, where God is taking us. And I think it's cool to be a part of the beginning. And so, um, actually, that kind of leads into my, my message today, being part of the beginning. Um, and so my title today is, There's More. And it was like, you know, a question, but also exclamation in the sense of, there's more than just Easter. Last week, we left off with, with Jesus being crucified and being rose again. And I said, hey, maybe you want to read chapter, uh, yeah, I think Mark the 16th chapter, read that last chapter or read the last chapter in, in Matthew or, you know, 28 and where, where Jesus gives the great commission, read Acts chapter one, read Acts chapter two, and that'll give you an idea of where we're going today. And so we left off with Jesus giving the great commission, saying that power would be given after he had gone back. And, and, and I talked about he was making a transition. And people, yeah, we, they wanted him to be with them. But there was a plan to be within them. And so I, I look at this and I see the power that would be given after Jesus is ascended. And it's great that Jesus rose again. But that wasn't the end. Like I... I need everything. Like the promise was a Messiah would come. 
That 100%. Yes, Jesus came. He walked the earth. He was crucified. He fulfilled prophecy. But there's still more. There's, there's still more than, than, than what just happened at Calvary. When, when Jesus died and the veil was torn and, and it, and it tore that separation of the holiest of holies. Now I can go into the holiest of holies and, and dwell in the presence of the Lord. And David, the Psalm writer, he wrote, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, it's my desire to dwell in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. Like, wouldn't you like to just dwell in the presence of the Lord all the days of your life? It would be nice if I could quit my job and, you know, just, you know, pray all day and, you know, sing songs. It would be so cool to be able to do that. But I don't foresee that in my future ever being what I do all day. But now David, he had a different thing. Like there was the temple and now there's this. Like, but like I go to church. Well, why do I go to church? Like sometimes we ask that question. Why? Why do I go to church? Well, there's a purpose in being surrounded by like-minded believers. It, it makes a difference. It really does. Like if you, if you stay away for a while, like it makes a difference when you come back. Well, Jesus, he said, I'm going to send a comforter. My father is going to send a comforter to you. And what he said, he directed them. He's like, I want you to stay in Jerusalem. And he used the word in or the, the King James version uses the word endued with power. And I just like that so much word endued with power. Like it just sounds like this royal bestowing of power. I love it. <laughs> um, but it, it just means that you'll be given power. Now, wouldn't you like to have power? Who wouldn't want to have power in their life? Like I, it says it in the Bible. I want it. How do I have it? Right. So he said he would send a comforter. Now, I think of a comforter and I said I would bring my blanket this week and I didn't realize my wife was actually going to bring my the weighted blanket <laughs> so she she brought the weighted blanket and I don't think she realizes I was going to put it on this thing's heavy so whenever I get oh Lord, I don't think I'm gonna wear this for very long can't bend over Whew. 35 pounds this is a heavy blanket, okay? Now, when I think about, when I think about being endued with power, I think some substance. I think of something awesome that is going to happen, right? And like a comforter. I like my blanket. I really do. Like I'm not a big blanket person. I could sleep with a sheet because I get so hot. But this one is cooling, so it keeps me cool. And so I think of the Holy Ghost as a as a, as a cooling blanket because I get too hot. Now, if you're a warm, fuzzy blanket type of person, think of it as a warm, fuzzy blanket on a cold day. You're cozying up next to the fireplace, okay? The, the, the Holy Ghost is to bring you comfort. I'm going to get more into that in, in just a minute, but I want to talk about the more. There's more than just Jesus dying on the cross. There's, there's so much more. Like, okay, Zach, why are you so excited? Why are you so happy? Um, because there's more, I've got more in my life because of him. And so here in acts one, four through eight, it says, while he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the father's promise, which he said, you have heard me speak about for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy spirit in a few days. Now, Zach, I've heard this was a Pentecostal church. Has anyone heard that? Everyone's heard that, I think. If you haven't, sorry. <clears throat> We're a Pentecostal church. 
And so what that means is we believe in the day of Pentecost. We believe that what happened to the day of Pentecost is, is for, I'm taking this thing off. It's a cooling blanket, but it ain't cooling me right now. I'm hot. <laughs> um, we'll go back to that in just a minute. But um, it, the day of Pentecost, 50 days after um, Jesus passing away, was 50 days. And it's, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. The Feast of Weeks, I believe is what it's called. And so it was a specific time. And Jesus said, I want you to go and stay in Jerusalem. Don't leave until you're given this power. John baptized with water, but you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, they were in Jerusalem at the time. I would like to think Detroit Lakes is the ends of the earth to them in that day. Sometimes it may feel like the ends of the earth to you. So, and I bet you in their mind at that moment, they were like the ends of the earth, you know, 50 mile radius is a long walk, you know, think about it. Like the ends of the earth to them, they didn't even know about Detroit lakes at the time, but here we are in Detroit lakes and we're still celebrating the day of Pentecost. We still believe that it is for today. So I cannot be satisfied with just the crucifixion. Yes, it was a promise. Yes, it was fulfilled. But God meant for there to be more for my life. I need to experience the promise. I want to experience it. It's promised. I'll get to that in just a minute. It's promised, so I want to experience it. So remember the veil being torn. Signified now that I can enter into the holiest of holies. I want to be in the holiest of holies. I want to enter into the presence of God. After he said this, he was taken up. They were watching and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. So I think about this. Jesus gets taken up into heaven. You ever watch the fireworks? And like after the last firework, you're like waiting. There's got to be one more. Like even after they did the finale, you're like, there's got to be one more random firework that's going to happen. Like you continue to look up into the sky and, and then all of a sudden you hear people packing up and leaving and me, I'm the type of guy that's like, just wait a little bit longer because maybe there's going to be something a little extra special at the end. Maybe there's going to be another finale. And, uh, you know, it had to be cool to see Jesus taken up into heaven. Man, I wonder what's going to happen now. Here comes these two men. Hey, why are you guys still looking up? And, and sometimes, like, I think about this. We get fixated on the crucifixion of Jesus. We're like, ah, oh, he died for me. And we just, we kind of fixate on that. We're like, we're just kind of stuck on it. Like, and I, I don't mean anything bad when I'm saying this, but I mean, we got crucifixions all over the places. We got crosses. We got, we got Jesus still on the cross in some places and he ain't on the cross anymore. He was put in a tomb and he rose again. Like all these different things. Like I look at that. I'm like, man, we can really fixate on the crucifixion 
yes, I'm supposed to take communion, but there's, there's a purpose for it. It's to commit my life. It's to consecrate my life. And, and I, look at, I look at all these things here, and I'm like, man, Jesus was like, there's going to be more. Oh, I want more. And so the day of Pentecost would be the, like, the start of the first church. It, it would be the beginning. It would be they were writing the name on the foundation. They were like, this is us. Like, we're the start of the church. 120 people gathered in the upper room. And it says here, um, fast forwarding 50 days to the day. Uh, well, I already I was asked the question here. I was like, does anyone know what that day is? That's what Penta means. It's 50. Uh, so the day of Pentecost, that's kind of Pentecostal believing, you know, and the day of Pentecost is still for today. So let's talk about the power. Acts chapter 2, and I, I, I put this in King James Version because I absolutely love the way the King James, I, I, I really do like the CSB, but like when you, when you like compare sometimes, like sometimes just the King James Version, it's just like, mm, it just sounds good. And so it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, let me just like quick show you the difference. Like that sounded so cool. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, and then you go over here into acts in the in the csb and it just doesn't read as cool as that so i just want to show you when the day of pentecost had arrived i know i know that that's what it's saying in the king james version but the words are so much cooler right so um when the day of pentecost had arrived they were all together in one place i like this and when the day of pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in one place i don't know it just sounds good they weren't in a honda just so you know <laughs> mindset is what this is talking about so i gotta make sure like we all understand the language here <laughs> they were not in one accord but they were in one accord <laughs> and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me hold off there before I jump into verse 5. Like, some people, it, it can be like, maybe a little nerve-wracking, like reading that. Like, ooh, fire. Man, um, I think it was Jeremiah that said, it's like fire shut up in my bone. So no longer was the fire shut up in their bones, but it set on top of them. Now, some people have said, Zach, you're, sometimes you're just so energetic. Sometimes you're just so excited. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I can't control myself. And that is God's spirit working inside of me. Like when you start talking about this, you should get excited. That should, it should be like welling up from inside of you. Flowing, uh, what does it say? It says, uh, out of your belly shall flow, shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, I want that in my life. So verse five, it says, and there were... Dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men <clears throat> out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded. They were confused because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how we hear every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. 
Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and, and Pontus in Asia and Phrygia uh, and Pamphylia in Egypt and the parts of Libya and Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes. Man, I'll tell you what, I practiced those words so much. I can't believe it. That Phrygia one, whoo, I can't believe. Y'all, I got all those words right. Phrygia, I think is actually how it goes, something, whatever, but I did good. Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongue the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. Now, they begin to mock these people, like they hear them speaking the words of God in a language that these people don't know they don't speak and hear, they go, oh, these people are just full of new wine. Like, they're drinking. Y'all remember Peter? Like, scared Peter. This is the Peter that denied Jesus three times. Oh, no, I don't know him. I don't know who that is. Peter. Oh, man. You see, this is the birth of the first church. This is the story of the beginning. Jesus crucified, veil torn, 50 days later, Bam, here is the birth of the new church. So if this is the birth of the church, should we not want to experience what was happening at the beginning? Like, I want to experience now, and I'm going to get into some other things here in just a minute, but let me give you the exciting part so I can get to the boring part, okay? So what I believe, that what we believe, this is that. So let me read this. Peter, poor little Peter. Tell me the Holy Ghost doesn't change people. Tell me it doesn't. Peter gets up and begins to, this is the Peter that denied Jesus three times. This is the Peter that was like, that, 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 that denied Jesus and he's the one who preaches this. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Listen. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day, nine o'clock in the morning. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. I love that. When he says this is that, when it, uh, about a year ago, we, we did a series called This Is That. And we talked about the entire book of Acts. And the whole purpose of it was this right here, what we believe, what we want to experience here is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. That what happened in, 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 in Acts. I want that in my life. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out those days my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. Now, if you have your Bible, I want you to like highlight 20. Mark 20, because we're going to come back to that. It says, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Okay. Really important for the next part of my message. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore... Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. 
Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter, poor, scared little Peter, gets up. Now, I know some people have said, I need more boldness in my life. I need this in my life. Well, it said that we would be given power so that we could be a witness, right? So the Holy Ghost is for multiple purposes. It's, it's so that I can be a witness. You afraid to talk about Jesus? Some people are. Like some people got all the boldness they got and then some, and then they got like a cup that they walk around and boldness just like swooshes out. Me, I'm like scared to death. But when I start to talk about the Holy Ghost and what God has done in my life, I get excited. I get fired up because it has changed my life. If you knew me 10 years ago, maybe longer now, my back says longer, um, 15 years ago maybe, I was not the same person I am today. There was this guy, I grabbed him and I put him up against the wall. Like, this was not in church. I had been drinking and he said something, obviously not in church. He, I had been drinking and he said something. And I'm like, I don't care how big the guy is. Like, I grabbed him, I threw him up against the wall. And I said, you ever say something like that about my wife again? She wasn't my wife at the time. I said, girlfriend. And like, I don't know, like I was so full of anger and so full of hatred. And I was a terrible person not so long ago. But I'm so thankful that God came in and changed that. And so I see Peter. If he can change Peter, the one who denied Jesus. Like, look at that. Go back. He denied Jesus. And Jesus is like, I'm going to use you. Man, you all think you got a messed up life? Come on, you didn't deny Jesus, did you? Like, to the people, like, Jesus was still on the earth. And Peter's like, no, nah, I wasn't with him. Now, that, 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 you got the wrong guy. No. Like, you aren't that bad. Come on. You got more talent than a left-handed guy, right? So so come in here and uh, people that weren't here for that, that message, I'm sorry. You don't know what that reference is to. Um, their hearts were pricked. He preaches this message that pricks their hearts. And I, I believe that God uses this to start the church. He preaches this message. And then verse 38, what are we supposed to do? Verse 38, Peter says, then said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So as far off. Detroit Lakes. I think I think this is talking about DL. It's talking about Becker County. It's talking about Minnesota. It's talking about the United States. They couldn't get to the United States at that time. I guess they could have. It's been a really long boat ride. But, you know, um, so looking at this, like, I don't know. Like, it just, I just get excited when I see that as to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I don't think Peter even realized what he was saying at that point. That he was saying, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This was, they thought it was just for the Jews. They, they just thought it was for, for unbelieving Jews. But the reality was, it was also for the Gentiles. If you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. Where most of us in here, if not all of us, are probably Gentiles. Unless you got a little bit of Jew, then you know, then 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 you're Jewishish. <laughs> <sighs> that wasn't in my notes. That was free new word of the day, Jewishish. <laughs> so. 
If the Holy Ghost moved on Peter that day and he preached this, don't you think that it would be for the church for today? Like, if your heart is pricked, what should I do? Well, I should repent. I should be baptized in Jesus' name. And, and I should receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Like, so, so what is that? Well, in, in my understanding, we see the, the gift of the Holy Ghost being poured out there. We see what happens. We see the fire, the wind blowing. Like, I want that in my life. I want, I want to speak with a new tongue. It says in Mark chapter 16 that you would speak with a new tongue. I want to speak a new tongue. And I don't mean speak in tongues. I want to speak with a new tongue. I don't want to be hateful. I don't want to be a jerk. Like there should be multiple things that happen whenever I follow God. There should be changes that take place. So it wasn't just for the first church though. So now this is the part where I got to kind of get a little teachy, calm down a little bit and teach about a couple of things. So maybe, and I was actually just talking to someone uh, a couple weeks ago and we were talking about this very thing. And, and part of it was, they didn't realize, they, they were like, well, I've been told that, you know, this wasn't for the church today, that it had ceased. And, and where that teaching comes from actually is 1 Corinthians 13. And so I figured what I would do, because sometimes if you hear something you haven't heard before, it can be scary, nerve wracking. And so I thought I would teach a little bit about both. So 1 Corinthians 13, 8 um, says, love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. But then face to face, really important there, face to face. In verse 12, now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So let's break this down. We know that prophecy is still being fulfilled, correct? We know that, we know that uh, Daniel chapter, um, I think it's 12, you know, it says knowledge will increase, that knowledge is still increasing today. Look at, look at your smartphone. They got the iPhone 13 or whatever it is, you know, like it was 12 last time. And, you know, they continue to increase knowledge. We continue to get faster and we do better and all these things. So we see that Daniel chapter 12 is still being fulfilled. So what is this talking about? So the claim is that tongues have stopped when the New Testament was, uh, was, was compiled. That's what, that's what it was. So in 380 something A.D., they believed that the perfect had come. I didn't realize this as I was studying. They believed that when the New Testament was um, added to the canon of Scripture and it was determined that this was going to be the New Testament, that the perfect had come and now everything ceased. And, and they use it as, well, the church was childish in its beginning. Hold up. Hold up. You're saying what, what God used to bring 3,000 people was childish and and now we have to mature and change that isn't that isn't supported by scripture so anything that we do we got to take back to the word of god and i can't find in the bible where any of the gifts of the spirit have ceased what this is talking about 
Remember back in that verse 20 I told you to highlight? Jesus was going to come back, right? That's the perfect that this scripture is referencing face-to-face. It's not talking, you can't, you can, sure, you can be face-to-face with the Bible. Yes, and the Bible, I believe, is the infallible word of God. I believe the Bible is perfect, that it's, that it's in harmony. But, but when I look at this, mm, this is not the perfect thing that is being referenced here. It's talking about when, when God steps back on the earth again. So if the church doesn't operate in the gifts of the spirit, I say the church is dead. Because if you don't have a spirit in you, then you're you're dead. And the same is true with the church. If we stop the moving of God's spirit, we're dead. You can look... There's tons of statistics out there and they and they talk about church today and they're like, well, there's, you know, the church is decreasing. There's this many pastors that retire and there's this many, this many people, you know, churches closing down per week and all these different things. And you can go through that and you can look at that. But but maybe the reason for that is because we have put God in a box and we said, nope, this is all stopped. I can't allow the spirit of that. That's different. Contrary to what I've always believed. So. I believe 100% in, in prophecy. I, and I believe checking it with the word of God. I believe in speaking in tongues. I, I believe, in, I believe in, in um words of knowledge. I believe in all the gifts of the spirit. Tongues interpretation. I believe all of those things. So, there was something that, if you jump back one chapter in Corinthians 12, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you used, you used to be enticed and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. Different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God works all of them in each person. So we jump back there. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Peter was, was Peter confusing people when he was explaining Jesus would return again. And then he was telling them, you need to, be re- you need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Was he trying to confuse them? Like, Peter, come on, man, this is going to be written down for forever and this is what we're supposed to do so is this is this am i supposed to listen to this part of the bible but not listen to this part of what i'm confused now the bible isn't confusing when it says the perfect things to come it's talking about jesus coming back and catching his bride away so you won't need the gifts of this uh you won't need the gifts of the spirit when god steps back on earth because he'll be there but for the time being we are still in the age when we need to have the gifts of the spirit fully operating in our church. So we read the verse that says tongues will cease. It says there's, there's some that say, well, the tongues is just a sign for the unbeliever. Um, and in first Corinthians four, two, it says for the person who speaks in tongues is not speaking to people, but to God. Where, where is that about an unbeliever? This is what, this is, this is the same writer chapters around 
people will cherry pick what they want. It's kind of like that one scripture, um, judge not lest you be judged. And they forget like the rest of the other four or five scriptures there that talk about, you know, righteous judgment and, and you, know, com- you know, lining up with the word of God and things like that. And so I- I'm trying to bring this out to you so that you would look and know that what happened on the day of Pentecost is fully acceptable for you to experience in your life. And so 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 2, it says, For the person who speaks in tongues is not speaking to people, but to God. Since no one understands him, he speaks in mysteries in the spirit. And 14, 4 says, The person who speaks in tongues builds himself up. The Holy Ghost is here till Jesus shows up. I, I am allowed to operate in this gift of this, and I want that. Like, I want the power that was spoken of here in Acts to happen here. I want, when we pray, I want to feel the rushing wind. We've had some prayer meetings here on Tuesday nights after Bible study. And I tell you what, those prayer meetings, I wrote it in here somewhere. We need to change that to like the upper room experience because there have been some amazing moves of God in our prayer meetings. But it's not just for prayer. Like, I want that in our worship services. I want that in our homes. So, I ask you this question. Do you want this power? Do you want, I want it. Like, I, it's changed my life. Like, I, I need this power. Like, I, I need this in my life. So, I want the promise to change my life. I want the promise to be in me. I want to experience the promise. I want the promise to possess me, to hold on to me. I want God to move. I want to have access to power. You shall have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I want to experience like the first church. I want to have an experience like the first church. I'm not satisfied with churches as usual. It said that, it said that he would send a comforter. And it said that the, 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 that in, in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, the person who speaks in tongues builds himself up. You know why I think it's good to speak in tongues? Because it helps you mentally, emotionally. It can help stabilize some things in your life. And you're like, well, how's that? Like, my meds do that. Absolutely. Yeah, but just think about the Spirit of God doing a work in you, too. Like, sometimes, yes... The medication is good. I take it too, okay? You know, I got my meds that I take. And uh, I also got the Spirit of God working in me. And it kind of just like gives me the extra edge. Think about that extra edge. You're like, I feel okay now. Take, 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 a, little, take a little dose of the Holy Ghost. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You got this comforter. It's so that I can talk to God. It has nothing to do with the, with the unbeliever. Yeah, it, it can also be assigned to the unbeliever, but... But it, it's for me and God to communicate. It's like I get to step into the holiest of holies. So how do I get the comforter? I'm glad you asked that question. I was hoping you would. And so I wrote some notes here since someone I knew that would ask that question. I can't give it to you. It's not something that I can give. I can't teach it to you. You're like, oh, Zach, I hope that at some point you've heard someone speak in tongues here. Um, my grandma, I guess if she was here at church today, she probably would have. You know, she, I do, I, I don't do all the time because Paul made some comments about that, about, you know, I, I'd rather 
speak and you understand than to speak 10,000 words in, in tongues and, and you not understand a word that I'm saying. So yeah, there's a purpose for them. It's a good thing. It's not something that you, that you got to do all the time and, 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 and all this, but to experience it, it connects you with power. So it's not something I can give you. But here's a couple of things that I know. Cool stories. There has been someone in our church. I just told them to pray. God, I want to experience this like what was experienced on the day of Pentecost. And it happened. They prayed. It happened. The, um, there was someone else in their home. They were praying, and it just happened. Like, so Jesus said, go and wait until you be in Jesus' power from on high. So there's obedience. I must have obedience for this to happen. And that's what happened here. They were obedient, and they went, and they tarried. So how do I have that in my home? I turn on some music, and I just worship. I pray and allow God to move. That's why we have altar calls every service, because I believe it's important that we take a time. And it's like whenever you eat Thanksgiving dinner, you need a time to digest. Sometimes you need to digest the word. And sometimes you need God to move in you. Because what I say up here isn't final. But what God does in your life, that's final. And so that's why we always have prayer. And so there's a couple of things. That happened in the first church. They were one. They were obedient. Only God can give it. You can't learn it. It's not something I'm not going to teach you a phrase to say and then it's going to happen. That's not how it works. If someone ever told you that, they were lying. It's not. That's not how it works. I don't see that in the Bible. What I see is they went and waited. They were obedient. Then there was a couple of times when, when, when they said, I don't know. I've never heard of this Holy Ghost. And, and the, the, the disciples laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost and, and they prophesied and... And I think about this, you know, so there's, there's a couple things. There's faith coupled with obedience. I got to have faith that God can work in my life. I've got to have obedience. Those two things can take you far. Faith and obedience. And then an expectation. You have got to have an expectation that God is going to fulfill the promise that he said he would do. God, I expect this to happen. I was in here praying today, and I felt the presence of God before, before, the, before anything ever happened. I came in here, I was here by myself, and I was praying, and I could feel the presence of God in this place. And I, I just know that God is going to move. I have an expectation, I have a high expectation that God is going to move today. So Jesus told them to go and wait, so they did. There's not something to fear, but rather something to desire when we talk about the Holy Ghost. And I look at all this. I want to have, my grandma keeps talking about it. She's like, I keep praying that we just have an upper room experience. And I'm like, grandma, you know what? I do too. Like, that's what I want in my life. Because when they were all with one accord, they were in one mind, one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing. God, I want to feel the wind blow. I want to see the fire set upon each of us. God, I want to see you pour out your spirit. God, I want you to move. I want you to touch us. And I was in here praying today and I could feel the presence of God in here. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that if you need something from God today that you can receive it. You don't need me to pray for you. You don't need someone to pray for you. But I see Bible that if you want someone to pray for you and lay hands on you, we'll do that too because we, we believe if it's in the Bible, we're going to do it here in this church. And uh, I, I, I want to encourage you today 
that if this is something that you desire, one, repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was the, that was the first message that was preached to the church. I want that in my life. Repent. God, I'm sorry for my sins. Mean it. Turn away from it. Do the best effort that you can to not go back to it. Be obedient. God, I expect that you're going to do this in my life because you said in your word it was a promise. And I know you're not a liar. God, I want to experience it. You said for us to go and wait until we be endued with power from on high. And, and God, I want to experience that power that we read about in your word. I want to experience it in my life. That's it. And you know what? Then you got to give God a voice like they were speaking in tongues because they gave a voice. They weren't just saying nothing. You can't just pray in your heart, but you got to, God, I love you. I need you. God, I need this in my life. You know, the things that I've been struggling with, God, I need you. Sometimes you just need to pray the words that are the song is playing and that can give you the words to pray. Don't fear the moving of God, but embrace it. You like I see I see people they get teared up. And, and they feel the presence of God, and they don't know where to go. What's the next step? Like, I get, I get here, I feel God on me. I'm crying. I've, I've felt this. I get familiar with this place, but that next step is a scary step. When you begin to feel that presence of God moving in your life, embrace it. Like, God, this is it. I don't want to move from this. That's you pushing past the veil into the holiest of holies. That's you entering into that room. You are standing before the mercy seat of God and he wants to communicate with you and you communicate with him and he wants to touch you and change you and set that fire inside of you. And so I want us to now just take a time of prayer. If you want prayer, you want me to come, you want me to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. You want someone to pray with you. This this is it. Don't leave today without getting what you need for from God. This this song, it's called Prepare the Way. It came um, it came on the radio the other day and I heard it and I was like, oh, this is the song. Prepare the way. Just ask God if you need words to pray, pray the words to this song. It, it says fire fall, wind come blow. I want that Holy Spirit inside of me. God, I pray right now that you would sweep across this place today, God. God, that we would feel the wind of your spirit begin to blow in this place, God that you would touch Jesus. God, that you would move in this place. God, I pray that your spirit would sweep into this place. In Jesus' name, God, we believe that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. God, we believe that the gifts that you poured out are for the church today. God, we want to see your spirit in this church operating and moving in Jesus' name, God. God, I pray you would move in Jesus' name. If you'd like prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, Take some time today and pray. Hallelujah.
know about you but if I heard this message today it would definitely raise some questions for me I want to know more I want power in my life if you've got questions I want to sit down and talk with you whether it's like sit down full-blown Bible study or just a couple of scriptures that I need to show you whatever it is like I believe that this right here you're looking for the key that unlocks the power in your life this right here is the key that can change you, that can, I can't even put it to words. Like, I'm telling you, this right here has changed 
my life. And I am so thankful for it. It really has. God, I thank you for meeting us here today. God, I thank you for your presence. God, I know that your spirit is here today. God, I can feel it. I just pray that, God, that we would not leave it in this place, God, that we would take it with us. God, I pray that you would draw us closer to you, God, that you would lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. Make sure you get some coffee and some cookies and donuts. God bless you. Have an awesome afternoon.